The world needs hope now more than ever. Welcome to the Exalted Podcast, where every week I will bring you messages of hope, health, and healing. I want you to be unapologetic about your faith, your success, your health, and the miracles that God is doing in your life. I am your host, Jen Beyer. My mission is to equip you in your faith so well that you are able to be a hope dealer in your communities while being as generous as possible with your time, your money, and the talents the Lord has blessed you with. This podcast is sponsored by Exalted Health, where we are ending the war on women hating their bodies. Welcome back to the Hope, Health, and Healing podcast. I have with me my friend, Carrie Hoffman, today. I am so excited to share this story with you. So Carrie's son, Landon, uh, several years ago, they were... Actually, I'm just going to let you tell that part of the story, Carrie. Uh, but welcome welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, you're so it. welcome. So <clears throat> take us back to that day. Take us back to the morning that it happened and, you know, what you were doing and how it, how it, ha- how it unfolded. Okay. Yeah. It was, uh, a cold day in April. It was, you know, you think it's spring, but it was snowing. So we were yeah. going to go to the mall of America after conferences, Landon had preschool conferences at the end of the year to, um, see what kindergarten was going to look like for him. Sure. So um, him and and a friend of his was right behind him. So us moms were friends. So we, after that conference, decided let's go do something to celebrate these boys because they're done with preschool and they're going to kindergarten. Yeah. So that conference was amazing because I have two other kids who are very hard and conferences have not always been good for me. Very hard. Sure. But this one was amazing because Landon was just, He's just, he was such a shy, quiet, sweet little boy. And the teacher had told me that he can go with any teacher in kindergarten. It doesn't matter who he has or where he is. He's just going to be compliant and good and ready to go there. Yeah. So we were so ready to go celebrate that, that they were going to be in kindergarten. Yeah. We just couldn't decide where to go. And like I said, because it was cold, we couldn't, you know, we kind of wanted to, or I wanted to just stay right around Woodbury. Yeah. I actually think it was snowing. It might have even been a blizzard. I just I know it was I think it was a bl- I think it was a blizzard that day. I think you're right. Yes. So I didn't really want to go all the way to the Mall of America, but this other mom I was with really wanted to. And then when she yeah. mentioned it, the boys were so excited, you know, sure. to go there. So yeah. I kind of went along with the flow. Even though I kind of I just you know how sometimes you just get gut feelings or you just yeah. feel like I don't want to for some reason, but yeah, everybody else just, wants to. I was just yeah. thinking that. I wonder if you were just discerning something. Yes. I just felt like I really don't want to, but I will because you know, now it's mentioned. Yeah. And what we were doing was going to the Crayola factory. Okay. So it wasn't gonna be a big day of doing rides and like we have done in the past. It was just sure. going there. So then yeah. I kind of just thought, okay, let's just go. Yeah. So we followed each other out there. But what was weird was as soon as I went through that, I always park at the same spot at that Nordstrom's on the Arizona level. It's like three levels up and we walk straight up. I walk straight into that door and then we go down. That's what I usually do. I always kind of did the same thing. Yeah. But I pulled right into that ramp and just got an overwhelming feeling of something is wrong. Mm. So I needed to pray. Yeah. And I just believe that that was the Holy Spirit telling me, pray. Yeah. Um, or just warning me. Mm-hmm. So I did. I just 
sat there and prayed. She was behind me in the car. I was also feeling so thankful for that conference. Like I remember calling my husband and saying, wow, this was so wonderful. Like Landon just got such a good report. We, we just never have gotten that because Hayden yeah. and Haley are so hard. Yeah. So I, I was like, so thankful. I have one yeah. hard child and one easy <laughs> child. So I get that. <laughs> so I was just so thankful that morning. Like I just had lots of feelings that morning, which I don't yeah. think are normal. Yeah. But, um, I just had this overwhelming feeling that something's wrong. I better pray. So then I, I just prayed for protection. Yeah. Whatever we do, I just pray for protection as we walk for heavenly angels to follow us, to go before us, yeah. that no evil will befall us. And that's kind of just what I was praying. Yeah. And then, um, so then I kind of just let it be. I prayed. I did what I could do. We're just going to the Crayola factory. We have one, you know, I just had a mission on where we're going and that's what we're going to do. Right. So that we did. I kind of just, well, I would grow up in a very charismatic Christian church, living word Christian, mm-hmm. Christian center in Brooklyn park. So I've learned to speak in tongues and resist the devil. Yeah. So I was just kind of speaking in tongues yeah. under my voice. Yeah. That's a biblical gift for sure. Yes. So that's what I was doing that morning, which I don't typically do, but I just felt like I needed to. Yeah. What is weird is when we finally got up there and we were at that, um, Rainforest Cafe where the alligator turns on or should be on, you know, the kids like to climb up on that rock and yeah. look at it. Mm-hmm. Well, nothing was open. So that's what we were doing. It was right by the Crayola factory. The alligator wasn't on, but they were on that rock looking at it. Okay. And this other mom I was with is very talkative. So we were talking, talking, you know, just kind of distracted. Yeah. The boys were right in front of us, like arm's length. We could touch them. Sure. And this, this man came over and was leaning over with the boys and whispering. And so I did get a feeling like, okay, I should go talk to him. Mm-hmm. So I did. I went and asked him, um, do you, are you going to turn the alligator on? Because I thought that he, maybe he worked there. Because why is he sure. leaning over looking at the alligator yeah. with us? Yeah. And he said, no. Or he just, I don't, he just kind of smiled at me and said, no, 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 I'm okay. Like, you're okay. Something like that. But then I saw a big sign that said, do not step on this rock or keep off this rock. So then I said, oh, do you not want the boys on the rock? And then he said, oh, no, 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 you're fine. You're fine. And then at that second, he picked up Landon and ran. So as a mom, you're not thinking, this is what I'm reflecting on now. Like you think, oh, why don't you just grab him? Or why don't you... Right. do anything Kate. but sure. you're you're I'm in complete shock you're not of thinking you this are. is about yeah. to happen of you're course. just like what just happened yeah and it was so fast I bet I bet so I saw him fall on the man fell on the floor and his legs were going nuts like trying to get back up and I just went straight down I think I skipped every I went down every I knew where I was because I had been there many times so I yeah. knew where the escalators were but I don't think so did I you, wrote did them. You see, <laughs> did you see him toss Landon over the railing? Did you see it happen? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then you just had to just fly down the stairs to get to him. Yes. And I was screaming the whole time that somebody threw my baby. And there was two nurses from Children's Hospital on that second level, right where he was thrown, waiting to get into a store. And they saw the whole thing and heard me and came down and gave him CPR immediately. Oh my goodness. And that is why I don't, that's why he's alive. Yeah. I don't think that, um, 
they were there on accident. I think God had placed them there. They said that they don't usually shop at the mall. They needed to go to that one store and then they were going to do some walking because it was cold. Yeah. And that store wasn't open yet because of like they were just about to open, but they weren't open. So they were just standing there right by the railing and saw the whole thing. And they actually worked at the the floor below. Man was always on the PICU at Children's. He never got off the PICU because we were always fighting. He was never stable enough to be moved. Yeah. But those nurses were below me and wanted to come up and see us. And I, I never let them come up and see us because I did not want to hear what they saw. Sure. Yeah, oh. that makes sense. You probably didn't want to relive a lot of that. So would, they, yeah. they give him CPR. I'm sure somebody calls an ambulance. Yeah. Right. And so like, what was like, you're leaving the ambulance. Was he awake? Was he still unconscious? Was he breathing on his own? Like, what was his status as you're leaving the Mall of America? Um, so I mean, the whole time, right when he fell, I resisted the devil. I was in the zone of he is not going to die. We are going yeah. to live and not die. And the devil yeah. needs to take so his hands off of him. We're proclaiming screamed life over it. I mean, yeah. I constantly screamed it. And yeah. so these, when the other people, like paramedics came in to take over for these nurses, they kept taking me aside and asking me, what do I need? And I kept saying, I just need a breath. I just need a heartbeat. I just need a ride to the hospital. <laughs> I told him I needed a ride. <laughs> yeah. and so I don't know, you know, I was just, and then I would hear them say, he, there's a heartbeat. And I would yell, yes, there's a heartbeat in Jesus name. And then they'd say, oh, yes, so good. there's you're a breath. Just, and I would say, yes, there's a breath. And I just, just kept doing taken that. taken back, taken back authority over him. That's I was amazing. ready to fight immediately. Yeah. And then so I looked up and go ahead. I looked up and there's four levels up, but people are just staring. And I was oh just so mad. I just stared up and I said, what are you staring at? Pray like seriously. Oh my and goodness. they did. That's amazing. People did. That's amazing. And then, right. He, so he had a breath, he had a heartbeat. People were praying. We got on the stretcher and we were out immediately. I said, and I knew they told me, um, I went in the ambulance with them and they told me I need to get out, um, and go in the cop car. Cause I was just too, amped up and they needed to work on him without me in there. But they told me that he had opened his eyes for a quick second um, right before I left, just to say that he's there. Yeah. Wow. So where's this other mom at this point? Do you even know? Did you see her? Oh, yes. Sorry. Um, That's okay. She got my, I I mean, I just know this from after the fact. Sure. But um, I remember her screaming, or no, I needed my phone because I needed to call people, my mom and yeah. Dave, and tell them. Yeah, and I was dry. I was running down the hall with Landon on the stretcher, and I yelled, "See, I need my phone!" And all of a sudden, she came out of nowhere and handed me my phone. I have no idea how. She told me that she left all her stuff up on that third level because she also had a her son with her. Yeah, and there was the mom, I guess, who took him, and she was down with me. I don't even remember this. Of course, but somebody yeah. helped him and grabbed our purses and came down. Oh my! And goodness. at some point, Betsy found my phone and did call my husband. Oh my! Goodness. So she got into my phone that has a password, but I didn't tell her my password. So the all Lord, of a sudden, she was just able was to do it. it. All the Lord things. was on it. Yes. yes. <laughs> wow. So that, and that's... then all of a sudden, she handed me my phone. I got in the ambulance, and I have no. I honestly still nobody has ever asked me <laughs> that really. So I don't even know how I got my purse. 
anything. Right. Well, I'm just thinking like when, <laughs> when you're in crisis, yeah. like you don't think you don't about care. those details, right? Like those no. are not present, but the other yeah. people around you are present to those things because everybody's thinking, how can I help? Yeah. Right. Like exactly. how can I help? What can I do? And so you go to the hospital yes. and, and <laughs> what happens there? Like what happens in those yeah, I got, first few moments from what you remember anyway? Yeah. So I do remember because I was following behind in the cop car and it seemed like it took forever. And I was of calling course. my mom, telling her to get to the hospital. I wasn't making any sense. I don't think, of but I was not. just yelling, get to the hospital. Somebody threw Landon. And, you know, she yeah. thought somebody took Landon, sure. but I just kept telling her, get to the hospital and I would hang up. So she got there <laughs> and they let her in. But what's amazing. I mean, if you haven't been through something like this, you don't really know what happens, right. but they brought us right to that emergency room, which you open a door right off of that ambulance and you go straight into mm-hmm. like saving life surgery. So you're not like in an operating room. Right. getting surgery. This is a room where they're just saving your life. Yeah. And I it's like a stood on room. A, yes. So I stood on a chair in there. They let me in and I stood on a chair in there and I, and every doctor happened to be there that they told me this after the fact too, that, you know, there's a brain doctor and there's a bone doctor and there's a yeah. heart doctor. All these people happen to be there. Usually they have to be called in for different things. They were yeah. all there in the operating room waiting and they were each wow. operate. They were all operating on him at the same time. Wow. It's like the bone doctor were like setting his bones while the heart doctor was stabilizing this and they were getting a brain drain and all these things. And I was just standing on the chair praying, yelling yeah, for the devil to get away. Not, not today. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Pro- programming life over him. Yeah. Wow. So what were his injuries, if you don't mind sharing? Yeah, he um, he fell face first is what they were telling me, which I do know now. I have not watched the video, but there is a video. Yeah, that's probably smart that you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no thanks. But um, so like this, so like his elbows and his arms were shattered and his nose was smushed into mm-hmm. his face. But all of that, and then one femur was broken. Mm. besides that it was a traumatic brain injury there was tremendous swelling and he, they needed to get a drain in right away and then take him into MRI so it was first stabilizing the heart stabilizing the bones then sure. going into the MRI yeah yeah and how um, long were you guys in the hospital four months and how's Landon doing now amazing I mean, he's doing so good. All the, I mean, I kept saying in the operating room, you know, they, then they bring us to a trial after they stabilize everything. Then they bring you up to a room where now they're actually going to work on him. They're not mm-hmm. saving his life anymore. Now they're going to work on him. And then one of those doctors, one at a time would come into that waiting room and tell you, okay, he broke this bone, this bone, this bone, this bone, a lot of bones, Yeah. but, but we have them all stable or all wrapped up. And I would say, yes, bones can heal. <laughs> You know, and then we'd move on to the next thing. They're like, right now his brain looks okay. Right now it looks okay. Yeah. And I'd say, yeah, you bet. And I was just kept throwing ice chips and saying, yeah, you bet. And I was just, I, I just didn't want to believe anything else, so I didn't. And everybody in there, powerful. It's so powerful. Right. There were so many family members who came there at that time, and nobody could believe what the doctors were saying. And I was just like, yeah, you bet. What's next? What's next? You know, and what. What actually happened was um, from the fall, his vena cava, the main artery going into your heart, 
it was ripped off and it was hanging on by a thread. And as he was healing in the hospital, it was getting tighter and tighter, tighter to the size of a pinhole, which is why he never was getting better. He was getting sicker and sicker. So laying in the bed and all the trauma of all everything swollen kept it in place, but it was getting tighter and tighter from Mm -hmm. um, healing. Yeah. So his body was making all kinds of other veins, which is amazing that the body can do this to get blood to the heart. Right. And it, but the doctors couldn't figure that out because you can't injure that vein and live. So they never thought it was a heart problem. And so we never checked that. So how long until they so figured this is, that out? I mean, at the three, three months in, he's getting really sunken in. He's now got two, a feeding tube to his intestine. He's on IV nutrition. His eyes are sunken in. He's vomiting and barfing and diarrhea all over the place and couldn't keep any food down. And then his breathing is tugging. It was really hard to get on room air. And this is three months in. Like, we're supposed to be getting better. And we're getting right. worse. Right. So there was one doctor who kept coming in and looking at him. and then. I was, I just did an interview where I was telling her I could not stand this guy because the way he would look at Lan and I knew that he knew something was wrong. And I just didn't want people in my hospital room telling me that he's not going to be okay. So I didn't want to hear anything that he had to say, but he was going home every night and figuring out why his veins were so blue and why he kept barfing and having diarrhea nonstop without eating. And he'd look up stuff and look up stuff and he came back and I kept saying that's weird too, because he was not doing this the whole time in the hospital. And then all of a sudden right. he can't keep even, even a feeding tube formula in. Right. And so I'm like, can we just do a CT scan to see if an intestine is twisted? Because that had happened before where he had a twisted intestine. So now sure. if you go off of all nutrition again, it will untwist. Yeah. <laughs> so that had happened once in there. So I'm like, yeah. can we just check that again? Yeah. And when they checked that, they saw that that being a cava was the size of a pinhole that doctor had figured that out and we did emergency heart surgery they put in a stent and the next day the he had a kyle like four different tubes dripping kyle out of his body because that's what happens when your body's in stress mode it will leak kyle and you have to put which is lymph lymph is yellow Mm -hmm. and he had three of those in just so sick and couldn't figure out how to get that leak to stop and it was because that vein was closing and once it closes you're dead Yeah. So we got that stent in the leak stopped the next day and we got to go to Gillette a week later and that was it. Wow. And then he recovered. And then he recovered. That was the problem and nobody knew it. Wow. Well, the Lord's on him. (laughs) Yes. Now um, children's has a, a, like a whole book that they have written about Kyle leaks that it could be a heart problem, you know, something to look for it. They've never seen this happen before. Wow, that is absolutely incredible. I'm just amazed at how he has just shown up over and over and over oh. throughout the story. Like, it's just yes. incredible. I have goosebumps from head to toe. And I yes. knew a lot of it from the outside, but hearing you talk about it is just incredible. So, yes. how's your heart at this point? Like, somebody <laughs> hurt your baby, right? Oh, and, like, yes. One of the one of the most incredible things I was so inspired by watching this from the outside because we didn't know each other back then we've become friends since then is how you just you didn't want any focus on the guy that did it is that you no. only wanted to focus yeah. on like Landon's healing and I was just so yeah. inspired by that 
Um, so just talk about that process a little bit, like what that was like for you. Yes. I, again, grew up in that church where I knew if that you had any unforgiveness in your heart or hatred that you could not, God couldn't move. Yeah. And I needed God to move. Yeah. So when I got off that chair, when Lana was wheeled into that MRI, I screamed in the hallway that I forgive him because I wanted him removed from my mind. I didn't want to think about him. I didn't want to know what his name was. I didn't want to know what was happening to him in jail. I only wanted God to move and to focus on Landon. Yeah. So I just made a choice right there that I don't care. Oh my gosh. That's so powerful. It's so powerful. (laughs) What is straight? This is so strange, but you have to have a code word to get up to your hospital room. So if somebody comes to visit you, there's a code word. Okay. And I had a, I have a cousin who, um, she lives in Washington. She has 13 kids, believe it or not, but she is a fierce <laughs> prayer power of, you know, she yeah. prays for yeah. everybody all the time. And yeah. she's like a second mother to me. She's 10 years older than me. She used to babysit, but she, um, when this happened, she flew in and she wow. just wanted to be there praying so that she wanted me to be able to sleep and her to stand there and pray. Wow. She's written a book since <laughs> about all the, all the, um, about this, like I would text her, what do I need yeah. prayer for? And then she would sh- show how God answered it. What um, is the name of that so, book? She, it's just for me. It's not. Oh, okay. Got it. She it. hasn't published yeah. it. She gave it to our, all still. of our family members. <laughs> yes. Yeah, just to Incredible. show how God showed up. She wanted to yeah. have the story like shown how Carrie prayed for this. God answered it this way. Then she prayed for this. And then, so that she wrote incredible. documented all this. So it was so nice to have this from her, but she no was, <laughs> she was there when, um, they asked me what I want my code word to be. And I thought, I don't care. I really don't care. <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so she answered for me and said, how about Emmanuel? Because mm-hmm. I, it means God. Is God or, okay. So then I thought, yeah. okay, fine. So that's our code word. So anytime somebody comes, they're saying Emmanuel. Yeah. Well, a couple of weeks later, I find out that's his name. That's the name of the man who threw him. Wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> And I'm thinking, okay, we have to change our name. <laughs> I didn't know anything. You know, I didn't yeah. want to know. I didn't want to know his name. I didn't want to know anything. But people that kept happening, and people kept thinking somebody should tell me. Mm. It is interesting though, because mm-hmm. Emmanuel means God is with us. I know, right? and that's and interesting in itself. Yes, and He is a God of forgiveness. So, like. <laughs> I don't think it was an accident. So did no. you change it? Did you change it or did you yes, leave it? Because I did. Another part of the story was anytime the doctors would say, okay, you know, how's his, how's his brain looking? And I would say, perfect. And how, how's this going? And I would say perfect. And so the word would turn to perfect. And every time the doctors came in, they would say, it looks perfect. And I'd say, yep, you bet it does. <laughs> so That's just as powerful. I love it. <laughs> the word changed to perfect. I love it. I love it. So what's Landon's recollection of the events? Like, you know, our kids are friends now. So my kids have heard his version. And I think that's super powerful, too. So do you mind sharing that? Is that is that okay? Yeah. Um, You know, he doesn't remember anything bad. He doesn't remember being there on that rock. He doesn't remember the man doing anything to him. Yeah. Um, He doesn't remember being in the ambulance, any of that. He just remember. he doesn't even remember waking up after being intubated, which was like the worst thing in the world. Sure. Because it just, it takes so much for you to come out of that and be able to breathe. And he had to learn to talk. He couldn't even talk. Right. Right. 
So he doesn't really remember any of that. I think you're just on so many pain meds that you don't remember. But um, he just knows for me, you know, he'd ask questions when we were in the hospital. How did I get here? You know, and I would just tell him, I just told him that somebody, a man who has issues himself, probably doesn't have a mom who takes care of him and loves him through you. Not because he doesn't like you, but because he was having a problem and decided to make a bad choice. Yeah. And so angels caught you because mommy prayed. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Does he have a recollection of the angels catching him? He says that he does, but it's not consistent. Sure. He also says that he thinks he saw God, but it's not consistent. He'll describe it. Landon is so persuasive and thinks a lot of things that I don't know. Maybe he did, but yeah. it changes a lot. So then I don't know. Yeah. And I think it's hard for kids to maybe totally understand, you know, one of my sons had, had an accident, um, when he was younger and he, he still says that an angel caught him. Like he says that that happened. And, um, so I believe, you know, that, that they know, but they don't know because maybe they don't totally understand how to see in the spirit yet. And I just think it's super powerful. And I I mean, that's what I prayed for going in there you know, yeah. for angels to protect us and go before us. Yeah. And the way that he fell, you can't fall like that and not and live. So he angels right. caught him. Right. <laughs> like there's no denying it. And he knows that he'll say it too. He said, yeah. there's no denying it. No, no person saved him. Yeah. That's incredible. And he helped him. Yes. The most like adorable kid. And does he have any like anger or bitterness in his heart? Or is he just, it's no. just like something that happened. Yes. Yeah. Something that happened. It's an event in his life. I mean, everything does go back to that. He was only five when it happened. So right. then you think he didn't have much of a life before that. And then four months was in the hospital where everything was on him. He got so much of yeah. attention and, you know, everything. And then when he came out, it was all about that too. So yes, everything is still about this. He still talks about it all the time. Everything goes back to in the hospital in yeah. everything he wants it like he's gonna wants to go to the school where Hayden's at next year and he's like can you go and tell all the teachers who I am just in case I do anything weird they know because <laughs> he knows he has a brain injury now and he de- he is on an IEP because of that sure yeah and what his frontal lobe um is what was hit really hard and he did lose a big chunk of that sure so the brain doctor did tell us I remember him walking down the hall for this last MRI you know he had to like four of them and this last one is going to tell you who he's going to be after this. Mm. And he came down like with a, such a big smile. It was me, my mom, and um, my cousin is a doctor too. And he was, he would at regions though for adults, but he came to a lot of land and stuff. Sure. So he was there too. And he's like, I'm going to tell you guys this, and this isn't going to make any sense. And this is where my church got this too. And this pastor told everybody this, but it, it, it wasn't always, it wasn't a good thing for Landon's report because then everybody thinks that he's doing so well when he was also struggling. So sure. it's, it's a back and forth story. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. there's pieces. But, to it. Yes. The doctor said it looks like he fell off of a bike and the, his frontal lobe is damaged and he will be more impulsive and he will have a slightly different personality, but he will be Landon and he will walk and he will talk and he will be. So we don't, you know, of course we don't care at the time. You're yeah. Like, right. yeah. But, but I did have to get used to a new landed. He was not sure. who he was. Yeah. He is a lot more wild, all over the place, impulsive, loud, 
hard to be around sometimes just because he's so full of energy. Yeah. And straight out of the hospital, he was really bad. I mean, I cried all the time because I think he was coming off of so many pain meds and just so many injuries. And he was still on a lot of things that it was not him. It was so hard. Like I was, people wanted me to go find different videos of different things. So I was just looking through some yesterday or the day before. And I thought he's so much better now than he was right out of there. Like I look at his, he used to do this with his eyes all the time. And that would be really scary to me. Mm -hmm. I just think, and he was just like mean and like crying and Oh, it was hard, but we knew we would get him back. We just had to have some time. Yeah. And which is why I haven't talked a little bit of emotional processing with him as well. Like, you know, kids Mm -hmm. don't have words for emotions and he just went through this traumatic life event. So I'm sure a little bit of that was just, I don't know how to deal with all this emotions as well. So yes, who knows? Well, I think he's just an amazing kid. And I know you've shared with me before that he's changed, but I just, I I think he's just such a sweet little kid. So I just want you to know that like, I didn't know him before the accident, but I think he's an amazing kid. And I also just strongly believe like that he's a God of miracles. And I still believe that, you know, Landon can be fully, fully healed and there'll be no traumatic injury. So I'm just going to keep declaring that over that sweet little boy. Thank you. Yes, exactly. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Like, is there anything else that you want shared uh, for people that are like drawn to Landon's story or have followed your story and your faith through this? Like, is there anything on your heart? No, I mean, I guess the big message is just that I, I firmly believe if you hold unforgiveness and hatred in your heart, it is very hard for God to move. And when you it's a, a decision that you have to make. I don't believe that it's a choice. And if you just can somehow figure out how to make that decision, it changes your life. Mm-hmm. Like I was able to be in that hospital room every day and I didn't let any hatred come into that room. If somebody was really mad or sad, they couldn't come in there because I was staying at a place of so powerful. joy, healing, and peace. And because of that, and I didn't want to know, like I knew all these things were happening in the outside world, but I did not want to know those things because I had to keep my mind on God. Mm. We didn't have the TV on, nothing. Every night I would sit in Landon's bed and I would usually listen to Joyce Meyer. She's just somebody who I connect with. Usually I would find her or um, Dr. Charles Stanley. (laughs) I don't know why. Those were the two I went to. But, or Pastor Matt Hammond is my doctor or my pastor from Living Word. And I would just listen to those and then find healing scriptures and just listen to those and write down scriptures. And just staying in that vibration, I was able to function. And I don't know if I could do it again. But when you're in that place that you need to do it, that you just have to get yourself there. And once you can get yourself there, God will take care of you. He, yeah. I would, I believe that the Holy spirit kept me in that place that entire for time. Sure, for sure. Yeah. I just never wavered and yeah. I couldn't let anybody in who had a different opinion because if I did, then I would be helping them, you know, yeah. who were feeling be, bad for my son or yeah, me. Yeah. That I coming into agreement it. with something that you didn't want in your life and in Lane's yes. life. So that's, it's so, so I feel like that was so powerful. And then even today, I don't have bad feelings toward this man. I even think that it would be very powerful if someday 
I went there and talked to him. And what if God changed his life? Right. Is he in prison now? I don't even know. Yeah. He has 19 years in prison in St. Cloud. Wow. And right now I don't care what he's doing or sure that, he, you know, whatever. I'm not very happy that you can try to kill somebody and then because they didn't die, you get to get out. But that's mm. not people, you know, that's not anything that I worry about. I just think that's, right. it's not very fair. Um, but I would like to talk to him someday, maybe in 10 years. I'm not, I'm just starting to talk about this now. So I'm not even close to right. that. Yeah. But I don't hold bitterness or hatred. And that's I just, incredible. I just think that he must've had a very hard life to want to hurt a small child like this. Right. And yeah. it makes you feel bad for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what happened in his life that he thought that that was the answer, right? Yes. That's what I yeah. think. Like, I'm just so fortunate to have such an amazing family and people around me. I just feel bad for people who don't. And how right. do you go on with life? Right. I can see how people can feel that emptiness. Yeah. And they need God. Only God can fill it. Right. Yeah. And I'm so thankful that you do have that level of faith because it's just, it's inspired so many people. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Yes, we are. That's my next step. Now I did two interviews. My husband likes us to be very private and he does not want any more interviews, Mm, which I respect because but I believe the story needs to be told. So I did two interviews. I did one um, with Good Morning America and I just did another one with Kara Levin that will come out in uh, February. Yeah. And then that will be it. And then I'm going to write a book and the book is not going to just be about me. It's going to be about all the doctors and all these people who said that they, these things couldn't happen. That could happen. I did a perfect celebration party and all of them were invited down at Can Can Wonderland. And That's I told amazing. them about, they wanted me to write a book too. And I told them about a book that I'm gonna, going to write this book and I want them to be a part of it. And will they tell their side? And they all said they would. Oh, that's amazing. So I need a, uh, I do have a, we have people who answer all these emails and phone calls for us. Cause I know a lot of people want the story, but not, they don't want the story of a lot of these national TV stations don't want the story of God. They just want the story of yeah. mm-hmm. how could you forgive him? You, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that is part of God, but they, and they want to know the nitty gritty details, but that's not what the story is about. Yeah. So I've done what I've done and now the book will be more that way. Oh, that's so But good. um, I need somebody to help me with interviewing at least people and putting it together. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not an author. I don't like to write. <laughs> so I need to tell somebody a story and somebody put this together for me. And then I will be excited to read this book just to that have. Sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. Well, I can't yes. wait uh, for it to thank come you. out because it's going to touch a lot of lives. So yes, thank you. That's all we hope is that, you know, somebody can listen and see faith can move mountains. It really can. Well, I want to thank you for just coming and sharing your story with me because I have been dying to do this interview. I know. Thank you very much. We became friends and, but I also wanted to respect that. I knew that you needed to be in a place where you're ready to be ready to tell it. Like that's super important. And I'm just, I'm so honored to, to know you. Like I have been so inspired by your story and I watched the ripple effect it had on our whole community when it happened and you're just going to continue to inspire because we know that the Lord works all things for good. Yes. Thank you for having me and thank you for doing what you do. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks so much for being here. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard today, it would mean the world to me if you would take 30 seconds and give me a five-star rating, write a quick review and subscribe to the podcast and share it with any of your family or friends that you feel like this episode could bless. 
It helps get the word out more than you know. Or if you know someone that's a hope dealer and has an incredible story that needs to be shared, go to my website at www.exaltedhealth.com forward slash podcast and fill out the podcast guest form. The world needs these stories of Jesus now more than ever. Or if you have a miracle or testimony of an incredible Jesus moment, you can go to our website and fill out the testimonial page for a chance to get a shout out on the podcast. We'll see you next time.